Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball, basketball, football, NASCAR, plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling the Conversation Station or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devin, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, and Bill Sparks. Well, as you can see, another week, and we are working. So before I jinx that, I'm going to be quiet because we have a lot, a lot of news and a lot of features. So I'm going to hand it off to Chris. Okay, yeah, we do. First of all, happy Hanukkah. This is uh, when, uh, Sunday, the 22nd of December, so Hanukkah just started at sunset, so happy Hanukkah to everyone. Merry Christmas to everyone, and happy holidays, and all Feliz Navidad, and all that good stuff. This Kwanzaa. is show number... Uh, oh, Kwanzaa, yeah, the fe- Festivus for the rest of us, as you mentioned yeah, the other day, Sean. Yeah. That's yeah. right. So this is show number 72, again, December 22nd, 2019, the last, next to last show of the year, the next to last show of the decade, and we're working right through, We, uh, you know, since Christmas is Wednesday, other shows Shows will be off, but we'll be here uh, live for the next two weeks, giving you all the sports news because it's always an important uh, time of the well, year. Hopefully, so, hopefully, we'll be live for longer than the next two weeks, Mister. <laughs> well, that's true. We, 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 yes, we can only guarantee. Uh, you know, what what are we guaranteed? One day or one minute at a time. So anyway, yeah. so it's got it's kind of a long agenda. I think we're going to run overtime tonight. So uh, sit back and relax and enjoy. We're going to have uh, sort. We're certainly going to start with the NFL as we always do this time of year. Then we're going to take our break. Say hello to everybody. Uh, before we take our break, however. We're going to be playing uh, the uh, audio that we promised you last week. We couldn't deliver it because of the power failure, and we couldn't uh, put some of the stuff in we wanted to, but we got everything ready this week. We're going to do the John Lennon uh, Howard Cosell audio from December 8, 1960. Uh, 19, uh, 1980. 80. My goodness. 80. Oh, yeah. Flashback. Okay, 1980. Then we're going to just take our break, say hello to some folks. Then we're going to do college sports, uh, kind of throw football, mostly football and basketball together. Uh, we're going to do the bowl uh, rundown first that Perry has prepared. Eight, uh, eight of the 40 games have been played, but that's okay. You'll have a whole schedule there and you can uh, check them out. Then we're going to do the uh, talk about the uh, college uh, situation with as we head towards the playoffs and so forth, a little college basketball. Then we're going to uh, talk about Hayden Fry, um, a, uh, somebody who died who was a coach, longtime coach in college football. We'll talk about him, give his obituary. Then we will run some Hayden Fry audio that uh, Perry has gotten for us. Then we'll talk about a an early pioneer in NASCAR who, who died. We will then talk about uh, baseball and then three deaths in hockey. So uh, and maybe a little NBA in there somewhere. So uh, all in all, it's probably going to be a, a, it takes probably longer to explain it than to do it. But anyway, it's, it's, uh, quite, it's quite a smart Oh, and we need to introduce Robert because he's not on the yeah, thing. Sure. Robert, Robert, Robert Herrick is here that, with us. Yeah. And here is Sean with his info at the beginning of the show. And once again, we do apologize last week to podcast because of technical difficulties, but it should be out there. Those of you listening, uh, the podcast, uh, those of you, we if do you're listening to the podcast now, you're, you were able to get it. If you're not, you aren't. You wouldn't. You weren't. That's right. Yeah, there you but go. We apologize for last week on that. But also, if you are listening to the podcast, or even if you're listening live, just remember, you can leave us feedback at any time. 800-693-0595. Option two, leave us any feedback on sports or on Indianapolis ratings or anything else. Also, you can call in, download your Zoom app, or dial 646-876-9923, then enter code 287-723-4600, that's pound key twice, star nine, raise your hand on the phone, alt Y on the computer, the more key on your smartphone. If you want to interact with us anytime, 712-432-3642, go to board nine, that is the Sports Lounge board, and board 13 is the TV, XM, all kinds of schedules board. That'll be important, especially when we get into the NFL, especially for next Sunday when we find times officials things get moved around. But a lot of that depends on what happens this week and what is still happening this week in week 16. So I think we ought to just get into talking about week 16 in the NFL. And some things have been decided. Other things have not. So let's go right into it. We had three games yesterday, and all three of them were, were very competitive. Texans 23, box 20, and, you know, that was another game of Jameis giveth, Jameis taketh away. Oh, he did that a lot yesterday. It was great. Four more interceptions for him yesterday, and who knows, they might have won the game without those. Uh, He's got 30 on the year, everybody. I I, I can't 
can't even begin to think about when the last time a quarterback threw 30 interceptions in a single year. And Houston clinched their division on that game. So. Yes, they yep. did. They did. So, uh, yeah, that was a back-and-forth game. I guess Houston had an early lead. I was busy. I wasn't around for that one. But back-and-forth game, and uh, Houston managed to win on the road. And uh, so they are in as division champion. They're still determining, uh, whether, depending on what Kansas City is doing, whether it'll be the three-seed or the four-seed. And nobody wants to be the four-seed. Nobody wants to play Buffalo as a five, four or five game. No. They, they, they no, really no. want to be the three-seed. So we'll see how that turns out. Speaking of Buffalo, Patriots 24, <laughs> Bills 17. So the Patriots clinched their division yesterday as well. The 11th in a row. I think it's 17 out of 19 or something like that. And, uh, you know, the thing is, Buffalo is, is here to stay. They, you know, Josh Allen isn't the most polished quarterback. Somebody was saying today they need another good wide receiver. And uh, they have a real threat. You know, we got to pick up one of these real threats out there on free agency because that's what they need. You know, Beasley's pretty good. Um, you know, they've, they've got, uh, you know, other people. They've got the running back now. But Josh Allen can run and do the uh, RPO run pass option. But they really hung with the Patriots, as expected. I mean, I expected them to, to really have a hard fought game with the Patriots. Patriots were able to do it. Their offense is starting to look a little bit better now. They got uh, they got the running game going pretty well, and this is the cold December weather. They, of course, want to get the number two seed. They have not officially gotten that yet. Again, that depends on Kansas City and winning their game, or if Kansas City loses tonight, they'll get the number two. They do not get the number one. We'll talk about that later, but they want that week off. That's very important to the Patriots, to have that week off, to work, to do some fine-tuning. When is the last time they had, when is the last time they had to play? Uh, I think the, the last the time they had to play, and they lost to the Ravens. The, uh, the Ravens came in here. The first thing that happened was uh, Rice uh, ran at, uh, you know, Ray Rice ran at about 50 yards, and they were playing from behind the rest of the day, and I think it was the 0-9-10 season. Pretty sure that's the last time they didn't have a bye. So they, uh, yep. they they can get a bye by beating the Dolphins this week, but they could get one tonight if Kansas City loses as well. And you know, never count the Dolphins out, as you'll hear later. I mean, never. That, that, that team, <laughs> no. they have played hard all year. I mean, they haven't won a lot of games, but they played hard all year. Been no. 40, 49ers 34, Rams 21, so the Rams are now eliminated 31. in the Yesterday I said 34-31, and the Rams are now eliminated from the playoffs. The 49ers win on a last-second field goal. So, um, and and there with that, we do know that the 49ers and Seahawks game that has been flexed to Sunday night next week. We know that much, right? That's all we know about times for every only time we know. As as a Rams fan, uh, Perry, how what's your analysis of the uh, uh, Rams and why they didn't make the playoffs this year? Uh, they kind of went backwards a little bit. I mean, they just weren't as good this year as they were last year. Last year, they had a lot of things that, that you know, breaks that kind of go your way. And in a winning season, that's what happens. And that didn't happen this year. And uh, Goff wasn't quite as good. He was okay, but not quite as good. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's... They think that Wade Phillips is going to be out as defensive coordinator, I think. I would think that's and, pro- that. I would think that's very likely. Uh, that's what I've yeah. heard. Yeah. And, and also, the other thing, too, is they, they put a lot into this. They got went out and got Jalen Ramsey. They're really kind of mortgage the future a little bit to try to really, I mean, they, hey, they were one, they were 10 points away from the championship last year, and they, they thought, hey, we'll just tweak it a little bit. We're going to be back in the playoff. We'll get the Super Bowl. Well, they didn't count on San Francisco and Seattle having the good years that they had, but also, uh, they didn't play as well. Todd Gurley was hurt a lot this year. So, all in all, it was just, a, you're right, it was just a combination of things that kept the Rams out of it, I guess, but uh, we'll see how that, what they can do next year and uh, change that, change up on that defense, especially. And the 49ers and Seahawks, I mean, looking at the 49ers, that game has a whole lot of meaning because because of what happened today, and we'll get to that in a few minutes. But let's start in the early games. Falcons 24, Jaguars 12. That game had no meaning, obviously. No. No. Atlanta is, uh, you know, they're, they're still playing for uh, uh, the, the Falcons coach there, whose name is escaping Dan me at Quinn. the moment. Dan uh, Quinn. Dan Quinn. They're still yeah. playing for him. But, you know, it's it's like, I don't know. Uh, it's really hard. Arthur Blank does not like to fire people, so I'm just telling you. I'm not saying he won't do it, but uh, we're going to have Black Monday. We'll be talking about that two weeks from tonight. We'll know what yeah. happened uh, on, on Monday. We'll have a lot. Well, and uh, the Jaguars have already fired somebody. They fired Tom Coughlin this week. They did. So, That's right. Yeah, Good. I'm glad you mentioned that, Robert. That was on yeah. our list. And, and the reason they fired him, three quarters of the uh, um, grievances in the NFL, with the NFL players were because of the Jaguars, because of things yep. that he was doing, things that, you know, he he had uh, things about having shirts tucked in, being early for meetings. There was one time, I remember he suspended something in the Giants a few years ago for being five late, later than five minutes early well, for a meeting. That kind of uh, thing. Well, he had he, it. You were late Godbolt, if you weren't five minutes early, you know. Bucky Godbolt, who hosts a show here in Boston and used to coach for Tom, 
was a graduate assistant under Tom Coughlin. At BC, and yeah. I think actually and, and at BC and coached under John McAvick at Illinois and Texas. Talk about he would he would suspend and try to he would find coaches if they took longer than three minutes in the bathroom. Uh, right. Well, not o- not only that, uh, when he got the Jaguars job, the first thing he did in the offices, he would uh, push all the clocks back five minutes to make sure everybody was five minutes early for whatever right. time the meetings were scheduled. Yep. So uh, times have changed, and I mean, he, he kind of out out Parcel Parcells. That's uh, Belichick, Belichick has, has managed to, you know, adapt to what he has to, and grudgingly, I'm sure. A lot of these things sound like good ideas to him, too, I would, I would think. Right. But, you know, right. uh, it's just Coughlin as a real uh, Martin. Yeah, they used to call them, and and it just doesn't go anymore. And and, and the players' association, uh, uh, it was just. A, I'm sure that Jaguars being in all these uh, hearings day in day out has had to wear on the owner and uh, the other. Yeah, and the and the owner did come out and say in that news conference, Chris, that the GM and the coach would be back next year because he wants to see what the two of them can do without somebody like Coughlin around. Apparently, Tom was causing a whole lot of trouble behind the scenes. Okay, yeah. well we'll see what happens. They'll, they'll they'll bank on that, and then we'll see. But they. Got to see what they're going to do about their quarterback because they got Minshew out there and they got uh, and Foles. I don't remember. I don't think uh, Foles, Foles hasn't been signed. Uh, was that just a one year contract for Foles? No, he's uh, he signed like oh. a four or five year deal. Have to deal with him. So we'll see when. But, but Minshew anyway, Mania, they're they're marketing that big time, so they're trying to see if they can get people to bite on that one. But I don't know right. if they will. Well, right. congratulations to the Ravens. The Ravens are the number one seed in the AFC. They beat the yep. Browns today, 31-15. It, the game, they slugged along through the first half. The yep. Browns had the lead yeah. most of the first half. Then the Ravens took the lead and didn't look back. And at, True. And at halftime, the fans started giving the double bird to the Browns as they walked out the field. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because it was a – yeah, they were giving them because of a, a blown touch, you know, touchdown that the Ravens got, and they were, they were <laughs> but, giving them the double bird. You know, the well, interesting thing is – They're not happy in is, Cleveland. They're, they're, I mean, Art Modell's not there anymore, but they're still not happy when the Ravens beat the Browns. That's, no, you know, right. uh, that, they they have really, you know, that division is full of. I like the NFC East. There are rivals. They all hate each other. The fans, and you know, when they lose to the Ravens, they're not happy. Obviously, the Steelers and the Bengals too. But um, the Browns uh, are officially eliminated because they have now nine losses. They can't get into a potential tie, and we'll see. The Raiders still can. I don't know how that would all break down, but uh, because Tennessee is lost today, it's complicated. But they still have a, a slight mathematical chance. We'll talk about that they, later. They do, and you know. Oh, interestingly enough, they pointed out on, on the broadcast today, the fans want Kitchens to be fired. The Browns, you know, if they win next week, they could have the best season they have had in 11 years. And the fans still want to yeah, get fired. Yeah, much, 7-9, and nine, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. And the owners already talked about a contract extension for him, as I said last week. So, Well, again, it's, it's, it's easy. To, as I said last week, it makes it easier for the Ravens and the Steelers to have the Browns and the Bengals in their division. <laughs> yeah. That it does. And we'll get to the Bengals in a minute here, but Saints 38, uh, Titans 28, and the Saints, you just have to keep winning. That's all they can do to, you know, for their playoff position. You just keep yeah. winning. Uh, I watched this game. They were fighting. The Titans yeah. were. I watched oh, yeah. this game. I, I watched this game, and if it would have turned out to be the Sunday night game, nobody would have been disappointed. It was a fun game to watch. Yep. No, and they played well without Derrick Henry. I mean, uh, I guess the idea is to get him back for next week because if they win, I don't know what the uh, – I assume that they win and the Steelers win. The Steelers would still get in because they've got the tiebreaker now. But maybe that Steelers changes have to, the division. Steelers, play. Have to lose. Steelers have to lose for Tennessee. Well, the, Steelers, well, the Steelers already lost today. So. No, no, but, but the Steelers, no, but the Steelers Robert, Robert, they're both 8 and 7. We're talking about next that's week. That's right. So, oh, okay. But the Steelers, do play, the, the Steelers do play the Ravens. And if you believe what you hear, it right. does not sound like the Ravens are sitting people out. Well, oh, okay. uh, Mark, Ingram, Mark Ingram got hurt today. I don't know how much Jackson will play. I mean, you know, you've got to yeah, watch your own investments here. So uh, we'll see right. about but, that. But, do the, but the Ravens, if they do that, that'll be some of their players setting out two weeks. Do they give them some rest because they're already going to have the bye yeah. week? Yeah, they will. That's what the Patriots have always done, except unless somebody's been banged up, they basically, when they've been in this situation, when they've already had the bye, they will play people a little bit like in preseason and then uh, like a quarter or something. Right. So we'll see what happens. But no, I, Tennessee played very, you know, played pretty well yeah. and, and New Orleans is 12-3 and three and uh, well, again, depending on what happens with the Packers and the 49ers, could be the number one seed. Yeah. Yep. I didn't hear any of this game, Bill. I assume you did. Colts 38, Panthers 6. 
Special teams for the Colts. The yeah. Uh, what is the name? Himes had Hans uh, Naim. Hans Naim. Yeah, he, he returned not one but two, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns for, for touchdown. One hundred ninety-five yeah. yards. The quarterback was his typical self, uh, but but the special teams. He ran one in. I know that too. Yeah. You know. So no, and, and of course somebody for the Panthers and I didn't. Uh, the last name was Butler. Apparently he uh, punched one of the tight ends and was ejected. And probably if Jack you punch Doyle, somebody, yeah. he's pro- yeah, he's, he's probably going to get suspended. Oh, oh uh, yeah. And getting getting back to I think the Saints game. Michael Thomas set a record yes. today. Uh, yes. Uh, thank you for I, I was going to bring that up. He broke Marvin Harrison's single season record for most receptions. He now has 144. So actually he has 145. He got a second one. He got another one. At the, okay. He right. got a second one at the end. At the very end of the game, he got two. He has okay. one forty-five. Okay. Dolphins thirty-eight, Bengals thirty-five in overtime. Congratulations to the Bengals. They will have the number one pick in they the will. NFL the first draft. Time since but, yeah. but I will yeah. say this. I will say this. The Dolphins had a thirty-five to twelve lead, and uh, the Bengals came roaring back, scoring twenty-three points in I think they said in the final six minutes. But uh, the Dolphins did win the game in overtime, and it's a good thing they did because. Jimmy Cephalo was quite disgusted before that. You know, it's funny. I didn't. I lost track of that game. It was 35-25 or something last I knew. And I went over after the uh, Giants game got over. I went over and just totally started concentrating on the Cowboys and the Eagles. And I and I heard that score. And I'm like, really? Whoa. <laughs> that, that was something. So, I uh, know, quite a comeback by the Bengals. And they played. They played hard this year. Yeah. But, they uh, were saying again, during, the, during the overtime, I was listening to the Dolphins broadcast. And they were saying they wonder um, – Probably the Bengals are going to move along from Andy Dalton at the end of this year, but they wonder what would he be like if he ever had players around him. Yeah, that that's a good point. He's had some good good years and good games. I mean, I don't think it's really yeah. Andy Dalton's fault what's happened. And this no, year he didn't even have AJ Green, and he no. didn't have a lot of injuries. But the thing the thing is that uh, whether they'll take the LSU quarterback or what, I mean, they're the number one choice. Though they can do what they want, so we'll see. And well, remember, Joe Burrow is from Ohio, so there you go. It's yeah. almost a natural. Well, and, and you and you wonder now if maybe not the coaches, but you wonder if the front office is wondering, oh God, if you're the Dolphins, why didn't we stay with that Josh Rose? And we might have had that number one pick if we'd have done that. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick's sort of like fool's gold. You know, you're, you're going to win some games, and you will. I mean, hey, he's a decent quarterback. He's the best non-regular starter you, you, you get. You can get. And Dolphins and, still have a shot at, you know, Trevor Lawrence is there. you still got Justin Fields. you got uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. Justin Herbert. Tua. Tua. Yeah, you got Tua. you got uh, Jalen Hurts. you got all kinds of quarterbacks yeah. next year. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, we'll have to see what they think if they if – they maybe want to shore up the defense and think they will go with that back for another year yeah. or two, you know? Yeah. And, and, they, and they could because, I mean, he's not going to kill you. No, he won't. No. He won't. He had a good no. year this year, actually. And not only that, there'll be a lot of veteran free agent quarterbacks available, uh, right. you know. Yeah, Jets, Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wouldn't that be something? The Jets beat the Steelers 16-10. to 10. Not a good loss for the Steelers. They, no. They're, Steelers, not, no, a, they they're not eliminated, but now they put no. themselves in a position where they have to win next week. Yeah, our producer and her, our producer and her husband are not very happy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Right. So, no, uh, the Steelers uh, did put themselves in a bad position. And the thing is, they, they had uh, had to go back and forth. They had to bring in um, Hodges again after they'd taken him out because he wasn't producing. He was throwing interceptions. Uh, he's been watching the Jameis tape, and he was throwing interceptions. And Mason Rudolph came in. He was moving the team. And then he got hurt and a shoulder injury, and they had to take, put Hodges back in again. And uh, all in all, it was not the Steelers' day. And now, you know, again, they, they have beat the Ravens to get in. And, again, there's no love loss between the Steelers and the Ravens. So. No. We'll see about that. I did not hear it, but I guess the uh, re- the voice of the Jets, Bob Wishus, and I guess his daughter sang the national anthem at the stadium today. I did not happen oh. to hear it, but uh, and also if we can get actually, we're soliciting a, uh, a well, maybe an answer from either Shelley or Jerry. Where was um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bill, Bill, Bill Hillgrove had uh, surgery, and he was supposed to miss last week's game, but he ended up doing last week's game. But he did have surgery, and that's why he was gone today. Okay, so it was a planned. Uh, uh, absence is nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah, he had sur- the- yeah, he had surgery. It was a medical okay. surgery. So yeah, I think well, he's getting older. I get concerned when some people aren't there when they're getting older. So you know, well, we're okay. all getting we're all getting older, Chris. Don't we are older. minute by minute, absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Giants 41, uh, Redskins 35 in overtime, and uh, I must tell you that Larry Michael, Chris Cooley, and Rick Walker were not impressed with Bill Callahan. They wanted him 
when they scored that late touchdown, they wanted him to go for two in the win because really, what do you what do you get by going to overtime? And well, clearly, yeah, this, clearly the Giants kind of won game, the game in overtime. This is this is the thing. I I have decried people going for two at the end of a game and not taking the overtime. But when you're three and eleven, go for it. You know who needs to play the overtime? Well. Yeah, I mean if you're in the in the race, I don't I wouldn't do it. I I would kick it every single time. Right. But, but but in this situation, I go for it. And and that hey, was their they, that was they their lost, point. They won a game. They won a game with the Dolphins going for two. Remember that back at the yes. beginning of the year, the Dolphins went for two and didn't and get Case it. Keenum was Case Keenum was in. He you know he was doing okay for him. And so. that was their point, Chris. Their point was we're not going to the playoffs. If you yeah. if you have a chance to get a win, get the win. Yeah, and yeah. and um he played. Yeah, Case Keenum played pretty well. It was a good audition for you know he'll be one of the he's probably one of the free agents going to be out there. And uh, their quarter who's the young guy they got? He got hurt. Uh, Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. He got hurt. So we'll see if he's even playing next week when uh, when they face Dallas. Broncos 27, Lions 17. I must tell you, I didn't hear any of that game. Uh, no, well, you know what? Uh, I'm not a Broncos fan, but it looks like they found something in Drew Locke. Yeah. Uh, Drew, Drew Locke may have saved John Elway's possible dismissal on Black Monday because uh, rumor had it that the new uh, uh, Pat Bowen's daughter, who was who took over the team, was going to get rid of uh, Elway because he has not been able to find a quarterback, and she was getting tired of dealing with. On the other hand, Matt yeah. Patricia and the people, the people in Detroit want to get rid of the Ford family owning the Lions. That's, that's yes. a big cry in Detroit. But they're not going to be able to do that. But uh, they may get Matt Patricia's head on a third. Uh, no, this, I think I heard he was coming back, Chris. Yeah, him and Bob Quinn are, are going to come back. Martha Ford has already indicated that they're both going to come back next year. Okay. So. Well, I don't know. There were injuries. I mean, I get that. I, you know, because Stafford got hurt and so forth. But it, I, I don't know. It's just uh, you, you, they two steps forward, uh, three steps back of the Lions every year, pretty much seems like lately. Right. Yep. Raiders 24, Chargers 17, and yes, Robert, the Raiders still, it's a slight chance, but there's a chance. Well, you know, I've watched this team all year, and I told you guys when we were 6-4, and four, uh, you know, we had to win We had to win the Bengals and the Jets. Well, we won the Bengals game to make it 6-4, and four, but when we lost the Jets game, we went on a downhill spiral, and, and uh, you know, I think we've lost too many games to have any effect on possibly well, making the playoffs. So. Well, Tennessee and Pittsburgh both have to lose, and the Raiders have to win next week is how and it goes. goes to yeah. the tiebreakers, which I don't know how they work, but apparently yeah. the Raiders would win because otherwise they say they were eliminated. So if they get right. in every way tie, uh, they must uh, must be able to win because anybody wins nine games, they're not going to make it. And well, the remember would... that. Rem- remember the Titans beat the Raiders already this year. So and we did right. not play uh, the Steelers. So right. Yeah, I don't so. know how that comes into play, but there's a weird. There's there a weird. Be, it has to be that if they're all eight and eight, the Raiders get in, or they'd say they are eliminated. So yeah. That's, okay. That's you well, say. we'll see. But, but they're going to play Denver next week, as we'll say yeah. in the schedule. So uh, right. that's not going to be easy. No. Well, and what people thought might have been the game of the day, Eagles 17, Cowboys 9, that sets up a situation next week. Winning you're in, losing you're not. Yep. yep. That's right. Yep. And, the, and the Cowboys have, out of, you know, have lost control. They lost to Buffalo. They lost to the Bears. They lost, well, the Patriots, lost you know, Jets. that was going to be tough. They lost to the Jets. I mean, they lost a lot of games that you think they wouldn't lose or shouldn't and, lose. They beat the Rams. That was fine. But they lost about four and, other games. And you know, with, one with thing, that, and so one thing that was hurting them today, though, according to Brad Sham and, and Babe Offenberg, there were a ton of passes that were just downright dropped. And there were. Yeah. And one there thing were. also, since 2004, when the Eagles won four NFC East championships in a row, no team has won back to back NFC championships. That is a record. Yeah. Because the Cowboys won it last year. You know, they won, so no team has yeah. won. So yeah, the NFC East is a little different than the AFC East. Let's put it That's that correct. way. That's correct. That's correct. Cardinals 27, Seahawks 13. That was probably not, it's not devastating, but not a good loss no. for the Seahawks. It's not, no. but the problem, yeah, but as I pointed out in, in a message uh, to a group earlier today, it, it wasn't that important for them to win the game. The thing that was important was they lost Chris Carson in the game, and they yep. lost Procise. They right. They've lost two of their running backs, and they're going to have to play San Francisco on that Sunday night game and in Seattle, and they'll have the, the 12 will be there, and that's yep. fine, but you know, San Francisco is more healthy than they are, and, and they're the, going to be... And the 49ers are going to remember what happened earlier this year. They are. Uh, yeah, yeah remember, they, they, they had a classic on Monday night earlier. And, they did. Uh, yeah. They did. So and we'll and speaking, I mean, of, but, but, speaking of the 49ers, I should have mentioned this earlier, and I didn't, but the brother 
of a 49er quarterback, C.J. Beathard, was stabbed and killed yeah. outside yeah. of a Nashville, Nashville bar yesterday morning. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. obviously, years old. Yeah, obviously, yeah. you know your your thoughts, your thoughts, and, and prayers going out to way, the Beathard that family. Is the grandson, grandson of Bobby Beathard. Also. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So, Correct. so then right. tonight we have just underway: Chiefs, Bears, Packers, right. Vikings tomorrow night, and you will want to pay attention to that game because uh, whether the Packers win or lose probably has an effect on some of the things for next week. If the Packers win, if the Packers win, this is like the Cowboys situation. If the Packers win, they win that division. If right. they do not win, then it, it's a tie and it goes to the last week. But I think the Packers have the uh, have the edge there. See, right now the Eagles are a game ahead of the Cowboys. That's why the Eagles are going to win it if they just win. I yeah. think, as I understand it, tiebreaker wise, that even if the Vikings win, they'll be tied one to one in their series. But and the Packers, I think yeah, the Packers, Packers have, have the, the advantage. advantage. Yeah. And Minnesota, because of uh, the Rams losing last night, automatically clinched a playoff spot. Correct. So, Correct. So we so. now have, uh, you know, we have Minnesota, Seattle, San Francisco, New Orleans, and Green Bay are in. Philadelphia is almost in. They just have to win their game against the Giants next week right. uh, in, in uh, the Meadowlands. And uh, they will be the uh, number four seed and the six participants for the NFC. So let me read the schedule as, as we have it now. And let me just tell you, I'll explain the principle, but we'll, okay, they may move games to 425 and both networks are having double headers this week so there'll be no problem you can see any game you want and everybody will get a double header the thing is that um, they'll move things that go together for example they might move the Pittsburgh and the Tennessee games to 425 they might move uh, the uh, depending on what happens with Green Bay they might move the Green Bay game and the New Orleans game to 425 or something like that so there's yeah. games that go together but we're just going to read them the way they are now which is very top heavy in one o'clock games but they'll be four to six 425 games yeah. uh, and they'll even switch networks on them if, if, if there's a couple in the same network. I think they've got, for example, if they do the Tennessee-Pittsburgh move, that's a CBS thing. Do New Orleans-Green Bay move, that's a Fox thing. So they wouldn't yeah. have to flip-flop, but they have been known to do that. But I'll just read them the way they are. And, we'll and this is why, this is why Crispy, we would tell you, check that board 13 throughout the day tomorrow or into maybe Tuesday morning, and we'll have it all up there yeah. for you. Yeah, we, yeah, we will try to get that. I will try to get that done before Christmas if I can get the information. Uh, you know, it just, it all depends on when they get when they put it out. They probably will do it tomorrow, but they might want to wait until and do it early Tuesday and see where, where they are with the Minnesota situation. So we don't know. But anyway, so this is what we have. These are the matchups anyway. <clears throat> and they're all divisional matchups as they always are the last week of the uh, season. The Jets are at Buffalo. Again, scheduled. These are all scheduled for 1 o'clock. And that is going to be on CBS. Cleveland at Cincinnati on CBS. Washington at Dallas on Fox. Again, they could move Washington, Dallas, and uh, the Philadelphia Giants game to 425. I, I bet they do, actually. Green Bay at Detroit, 1 p.m. again on Fox. The Chargers are at Kansas City at 1. Chicago at Minnesota at 1. Uh, oh, and I'm sorry. Uh, let me tell you about Green Bay at Detroit as a Fox game. The Chargers at Kansas City at CBS. Chicago at Minnesota at Fox. Uh, Miami at the Patriots is uh, CBS. Still 1 o'clock. Philadelphia at the Giants is Fox. And again, uh, supposed to be 1 o'clock. Um, Atlanta at Tampa Bay, 1 o'clock on Fox. I can guarantee you they're not moving that. New Orleans at Carolina, again, 1 o'clock on Fox. Indianapolis at Jacksonville, 1 o'clock on CBS. Pittsburgh at Baltimore, as of now, 1 o'clock on CBS. We're getting there. We have Tennessee at Houston. Again, same deal. 1 o'clock CBS. Oakland at Denver. Here's the ones that will be at 405. Well, it says 4, uh, yeah, 425. I'm sorry. Oakland at Denver will be. Of course, that's a you know Western game, so you figure that's going to be. Yeah. Uh, Arizona at the Rams also will be 425. So Oakland at Denver is CBS. Arizona, a game. Uh, Arizona at the Rams is on Fox. And then the Sunday night game will be on NBC. We know the San Francisco at Seattle at uh, 820 on NBC. And if San Francisco wins, not only do they win the division, they have the top seed no matter what anybody else does. So real incentive for them and injuries for Seattle. So uh, it's kind of a tough spot for the uh, for the uh, 12s to go into. But they'll do their best. They, they always do. And it could rain, too. And that's always a, a favor uh, in favor of rain the Hawks. Rain yeah. yeah. Of course, they, all they, the time. <laughs> so we got a special feature before we uh, go well, let's, the let's, before we Before we do that, uh, okay. we, do a, we do have a hand. A hand. All right. Um, Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, I wanted to <clears throat> clarify. Uh, Bill Hillgrove had back surgery. Are you guys, oh, okay. what kind of surgery he had? I hope he can. He's got a busy week if he can get back because he's got hit in the quick lane bowl. 
Oh, yeah. The day after Christmas, I don't know what will happen. Now, is, is that guy who did the game today, And I, what was his name, uh, uh, Jerry, I, the guy who did the Steelers game? I forgot. I think he worked for 93.7, but I forget his name now. He sounded good. I liked him, but he would not be the guy that would do the game uh, for Pitt, would he? Or would he? I wouldn't think so. It would probably be Larry Richards. Okay, yes, because he did the Pitt game with the little girl missed earlier. I remember that. So, And he's their sideline reporter. So, okay, so there you go. So we'll see. But uh, that guy today was, was very did a very good job uh, he for did. the Steelers. But yep. here, what we'll do, let's, this is the, what we're going to play for you now, this is December uh, 6th Eight. of 1980, Eight. December 8th Eight. of 1980, yep. and uh, we were listening to the NFL Monday Night Football game when John Lennon was uh, killed, and what we'll do is, Bill, if you want to play that, and then just go ahead and take the break from there, yep. go right Thank ahead. You. We'll do it. It is 8.35. Third down four. fourth down. Kavanaugh will let it run down for one final attempt. He'll let the seconds tick off to give Miami no opportunity whatsoever. Timeout is called. Three seconds remaining. John Smith is on the line. And I don't care what's on the line, Howard. You have got to say what we know in the booth. Yes, we have to say it. Remember, this is just a football game. No matter who wins or loses. at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And at 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky. Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow. But shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Well, it's time for my one minute of fame here. Who in the world might be listening tonight? Well, say hello to Shippensburg, Pennsylvania. Do you know where that is, Chris? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, no. I think they do a lot of shipping out of there. It's probably uh, UPS. <laughs> then we're going to go over to, to two from Germany. Let's see. Okay. Hello. Hey. Um, Bravo, guys. The yeah, they're two. pretty loyal every week. Uh, they, they are. are. I don't know how to say Merry Christmas in German, or I would. Uh, no. We would, but thank you anyway. And let's see. The Real 225, Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, we know about him. Wheeling, Illinois, we know who that probably is. Our friend Jamal, let's see. And let's go back is? to Canada and Montreal. No, no, yes. he's not in Wheeling. Yeah. Oh, isn't he somebody Chicago. else? Okay. Yeah. He's near Chicago. Cedar Rapids, Iowa's big tonight. I'm going to Okay, who's that, yeah, Perry? How many do we have from there, Bill? About three. Holy cow. I would bet one of them is actually probably Vinton. That would be that'd be my friend Julie listing in Vinton, and I'll bet Kathy is another one out of Cedar Rapids. Oh, God. I don't know who the other one would be, but hello to them, too. What about Wayne? He's not in Cedar Rapids. And okay, hello to, hello to Kathy and Julie. All right. And we'll say hello to Little Rock again. Okay. Allen Park, Michigan. Let's say then. Let's say Clinton Township, Michigan. We're big in Michigan too. I think that. I think that's, that's Laura. Laura. Laura's yeah. Township, Michigan. Yeah, yep. she is. Let's go back to St. Louis. That's probably Jim. Yeah, uh, Jim and Marlene, or it's uh, Leonard. Yep. It's another Cedar Rapids. Let's see. Okay. Well, okay. we're big Actually, there. All the tra- I think oh. basically all the traffic has stopped in Cedar Rapids. Uh, it probably is. <laughs> I, I, did put out, I did put out on my Facebook page that we have the Hayden Fry tribute. I'll bet that's why they're doing it. They there, you know. yeah. there you go. Oh, never seen this one before. Buffalo, New York. Oh, Buffalo. Okay. okay. Well, very good. Well, Hello, they're, Buffalo. Ha- and they're, they're happy you, about their bills. You're happy about the bills and not too upset about the favors. They're playing some decent hockey, too. Yes, they are. Kansas City, Missouri. That's probably our friend Pam. Hello, yeah. Pam. Hello, Pam. And Austin, Texas. Yeah, Hi, Gary. Hello, Gary. Gary. And let's see, Forest. Forest City, Iowa. That would be Wayne. How you doing, that Wayne? That would be Wayne. Okay. okay. He's, he's the one that's among the trees. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, there okay. you go. Well, there's, there's your listeners right there. Okay. All right. There we go. Uh, well, the ones as we get track. into the college football schedule, why don't we, as we get into our college information, Bill, why don't we just now go with that bowl schedule, and that way then then we'll kind of go off of that. So well, here we, we go with the bowl that. schedule. And eight eight games have already been played, so you'll hear them on the recording, the ones that happened Friday and yesterday. But, uh, but yep. hey, we work harder just because we're a week behind. Here you go. Hey, the following is your bowl schedule for this year. Friday, December 20th, the Makers Wanted Bowl, 2 p.m. ESPN, Charlotte and Buffalo. Frisco Bowl, 7.30 ESPN, Utah State, Kent State. Saturday, December 21st, Celebration Bowl, new at ABC, Alcorn State, North Carolina, and t New Mexico Bowl, 2 p.m. ESPN, San Diego State, and Central Michigan. The Cure Bowl, 2.30 p.m., CBS Sports Network, uh, Liberty, Georgia Southern. Boca Raton Bowl, 3.30 ABC, SMU, and Florida Atlantic. The Camellia Bowl, ESPN, Arkansas State, and FIU. Las Vegas Bowl, 7.30 p.m. ABC, Washington, Boise State. New Orleans Bowl, 9 p.m. ESPN, Appalachian State, UAB. Monday, December 23rd, Gasparilla Bowl, 2.30 ESPN, Marshall, and UCF. Tuesday, December 24th, the Hawaii Bowl, 8 p.m. ESPN, Hawaii, BYU. Thursday, December 26th, Independence Bowl, 4 p.m. ESPN, Miami, Louisiana Tech. Quick Lane Bowl, 8 p.m. ESPN, Pitt and Eastern Michigan. Friday, December 27th, Military Bowl, noon ESPN, North Carolina and Temple. Pinstripe Bowl, 3.20 p.m. ESPN, Michigan State, Wake Forest. Texas Bowl, 645 ESPN, Oklahoma State, Texas A&M. Holiday Bowl, 8 p.m. FS1, USC, Iowa. Cheez-It Bowl, 1015 ESPN, Air Force, Washington State. Saturday, December 28th, Camping World Bowl, noon ABC, Notre Dame, Iowa State. Cot Bowl, noon ESPN, Penn State, Memphis. The semifinals, the Fiesta Bowl is 8 p.m. It is... Um, Ohio State and Clemson. The the and the uh, Peach Bowl is at the Fiesta Bowl is at eight, and the Peach Bowl is at four, and that is going to be LSU and Oklahoma. Monday, December thirtieth. First Responder Bowl, twelve thirty ESPN. Western Kentucky and Western Michigan. Music City Bowl, four p.m. ESPN. Louisville, Mississippi State. Red Box Bowl, four p.m. Fox, Illinois and Cal. Orange Bowl, 8 p.m. ESPN, Florida, Virginia. Tuesday, December 31st, Belk Bowl, noon ESPN, Virginia Tech, Kentucky. 
the Sun Bowl, and the sponsor is Tony the Tiger, 2 p.m. CBS, Florida State, Arizona State. Liberty Bowl, 345 ESPN, Navy, Kansas State. Arizona, Arizona Bowl, 4.30 p.m. CBS Sports Network, Wyoming, Georgia State. Alamo Bowl, 7.30, ESPN, Texas, Utah. Wednesday, January 1st, Citrus Bowl, 1 p.m. ABC, Alabama, Michigan. Outback Bowl, 1 p.m. ESPN, Minnesota, Auburn. Rose Bowl, ESPN, Oregon, Wisconsin. Sugar Bowl, 8.45, ESPN, Georgia, Baylor. Thursday, January 2nd, Birmingham Bowl, 3 p.m. ESPN, Boston College, Cincinnati. Gator Bowl, 7 p.m., Indiana, Tennessee. Friday, January 3rd, Potato Bowl, 3.30 p.m. ESPN, Nevada and Ohio. Saturday, January 4th, Armed Forces Bowl, 11.30 ESPN, Tulane Southern Miss. <coughs> Monday, January 6th, the Alabama Bowl, ESPN, Miami of Ohio, and they play Louisiana. And the championship game will be on Monday the 13th, and that will be the winners of the two semifinal games. And, and just so you're aware, the Rose Bowl is at 5 p.m. on ESPN on January 1st. Yeah. So. Right. So there you go. So there's your bowl lineup and uh, enjoy. And that's always fun. You know, stick them on in the background while you're doing all your holiday stuff. So, uh, Sean, we had some uh, suspensions, though, for Oklahoma. And uh, they say there might yeah. be more to come. Well, three players, I don't have their names, but a wide receiver, a running back, and a defensive lineman, uh, linebacker, excuse me, were all suspended. Three starters for Rodney Perkins. The two names you gave us before, Rodney yeah, Perkins. Rodney and Devondre Stevens. Devondre Steele. Right. Devondre right. Stevens. And I didn't catch the third guy, but it was it was conduct off. It was off the field conduct, and they were investigating more. But so far, they only had those three that are that are going to miss. So that could definitely hurt them against LSU. But you know, they needed all that help they can get against Joe Burrow and LSU. But uh, and it sounds like, that, according to one of the Oklahoma, their sideline reporter works. He does a weekend show on Sirius XM. He claims there could be even one or two more coming. They're saying, yeah, there could be more. That's what they're saying. They just haven't, they haven't announced anything officially, and this came down on Thursday, Wednesday, I believe. Wednesday or Thursday, they hadn't announced anything. I haven't heard more, but they're looking into it, but they didn't say exactly what it was, but it sounds like it was some mishaps off the field that could be pretty serious. Yeah, that's what he said, off the field conduct. Okay. Yeah, and By the way, I have a score update. It's uh, Kansas City 7, Chicago nothing. Okay. All right. All right. And they basically, not much else. I mean, we'll see, you know, not many coaching hirings going on now. Chris Peterson played his last game, coached his last game. Uh, it's fitting they had that game, Boise State and Washington, the two teams he coached at playing each other in a bowl game. So uh-huh. And ABC, you know, that was the ABC primetime yes, game. Yes, Washington, and Washington won the game handily. Yes, they did. Oh, and your FCS uh, championship is set. North Dakota State, James Madison on the 11th. They'll play. And West Florida is your Division Two champion. And Wisconsin Whitewater is your Division Three champion. Uh, the National Signing Day. And Morningside, and Morningside have... is your NAIA champion. Yes. Morningside, yeah, that yeah. out of us, out of uh, Northwest Iowa. Okay, oh, well, they were, I knew that. That, that, that was why. You, you had early signing day. Of course, they have that now where you have three days you can sign. You don't have to wait till February. You can get it out of the way. But most players are signing during the early signing day now. So that way they can possibly enroll in the spring. And, you know, of course, your usual suspects, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, LSU, uh, Texas A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, had, you know, had pretty good recruiting classes. So Boy, and the LA had, Times is all over USC. Apparently they had one of the worst recruiting process in well, their history. It was because they waited on Clay Helton, and Graham Harrell was waiting on Clay Helton to see what was going to happen to whether he wanted to stay. But now he's thinking he's going to go. You know, he's staying as offensive coordinator because he you know, he's thinking, hey, if Clay Helton's out, I could get that job because they like me. So yeah, you, they're all over him. But we'll see. You know, Clay okay. Helton, remember, he did eight and four. He was eight yeah. and four. But I mean, at college basketball, real quickly, yep. James Weissman, he is uh, foregoing it after his. Extensions up January 12th. He's going to forego that, and he's hired an agent. He's going to go on into the NBA draft. There's, I see pluses and minuses. He could get hurt, but then he could also showcase himself. Uh, you know, I see the plus and the minus on that one. But college sports and not a whole lot else 
possibility going on. We'll, we'll have plenty to talk about next week as we get into the big bowls and we have yep. our national yep. championship set up. So. But well, Chris, we, do, Chris yeah. we do have some uh, people that are no longer with us. Why don't you give us those? Yeah. And- Yes, okay. Well, we're going to give one, and then we've got some audio on that, and that what all of Iowa's been waiting for. Robert, did you have something before we go uh, to that? I was going to say, as an NBA fan with a team possibly in the lottery, my only comment about James Wiseman is, uh, with you not playing in college, how are you going to showcase yourself? But a lot of the scouts around the NBA are still saying he's going to be the number one pick in the draft, so we'll see. Yeah. But, well, yeah, he avoids up. injury. You know, how many times have you yeah. had a guy get hurt, too? So uh, there's yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, let's yeah, this yeah. Okay. This is, so this uh, yeah. this we're going to go into some audio that Perry has for us. Hayden Fry, uh, a legendary coach, passed away. He was 90 years old. He was he coached at Iowa from 79 through 98. He played at Baylor from uh, 47 through 50. He was a backup quarterback. Then he went on. Uh, he never played in the NFL. You know, not everybody. It wasn't a uh, you know just something you just automatically did back then. It was kind of a new thing, and there weren't that many jobs and so forth. And uh, so it was kind of you know he just didn't do it. He was an assistant coach at Baylor. And at Arkansas, then he had started to head coach at SMU. He was there from 62 through 72. And then North Texas State from 73 to 78. And then, as I said, Iowa from 79 to 98. And then uh, and he was the AD for when he was coaching at the SMU in Northern Texas, North Texas State. He was the AD while he was there. His coaching yeah. record was 232-178 and 10. His Iowa coaching record was 143-89 and 6. And he it was in 14 bowls. And he won uh, three. Uh, he was in three. Uh, this is at Iowa. Uh, so 14 bowls in 20 years. He was. Uh, he he was in three Rose Bowls. He did not win the Rose Bowl. His best year was uh, 85 for Iowa when he was uh, number one. They were the, the Hawkeyes were number one for five weeks. And then the coach. That was show, the, that was the year they beat Michigan on a last second field goal. Yeah. Okay. That was, num- that was the number one, number two. Okay. That would have been yes. And yeah. the uh, the show coach that ABC had was patterned after him. The uh, character apparently was written by a guy from Iowa, graduate of Iowa, and the name of the coach was Hayden Fox, taken right Hayden from Fox, Hayden yeah. Fry. Right. So there you and, go. And what and what people don't know about him was when he came to Iowa. Iowa was kind of in the abyss. I mean, they had not had a winning season in a long time. And and Bump Elliott, who was the athletic director at the time, you know, we had we had him as a death a few a few weeks a couple of weeks yep. ago. Yep. Uh, he was basically told if you don't get this coaching hire right, you're gone. But um, he right. had, then he had Hayden Fry as the football coach, Lute Olson as the basketball coach. So clearly that he, he did some good things in Iowa. Yeah. Okay. All but right. The audio that we have is uh, taken from the Big Ten Network. And what you're going to hear at the end of it is probably the game that uh, did in Earl Bruce at Ohio State. This is when uh, Chuck Hartley throws a touchdown to Marv Cook on a fourth and uh-huh. 20. Marv Cook, former Patriot, tight end. I remember him. Yes, and now he's a high school coach at Iowa City Regina High School, but he uh, he caught a touchdown on fourth, and I believe it was fourth and 25. That'll be at the end of it, but the first will be a tribute. It'll be former players, coaches, and such. So, Bill, why don't we go ahead and air that? He was a great leader. He allowed guys to, to coach. He gave you a responsibility, expect you to do it, keep him, you know, he had certain parameters that he wanted done, and, and uh, uh, he, he was very good at uh, uh, selecting a staff. I mean, he had, you know, some people talk about one of the great staffs maybe ever assembled, and guys that went out and became successful head coaches, not just head coaches, but successful head coaches. And I would be willing to guess that the majority of them used a lot of the, the same type of plan and organizational system that Hayden did. It's not that they were just good coaches. I mean, these were really good, quality, caring people, good family men, all of them, uh, people that cared about each other. They cared about the young people that they worked with. Uh, I've... Uh, um, I can't I'll think of a, a player that ever had an ill feeling about any of uh, any of his coaches at uh, at the university. I mean, they they truly understood that you know Hayden cared about them and their their assistant coaches, whoever worked with them, genuinely cared about them as uh, as well. They were 
They were, they were more than just good football coaches. The time with not only Coach Fry, but Coach Brazier, Coach Alvarez, Coach McCarney, Kurt, Coach Ferentz, Coach Snyder, on and on and on. Del Miller, right? There were so many great coaches as a young player and then as a graduate assistant. I learned from the best. I was around them every day for five years and uh, had to cart McCarney and Coach McCarney and Coach Alvarez around as a defensive GA. Got to sit in with Bill Brazier, one of the best defensive minds and coaching minds that there's ever been in football every day, sit in his office, watch tape, ask him questions. He'd always entertain my thoughts. So, I, you know, I, I feel very fortunate. He loves energy. He loves passion. He loves the guys that, that uh, can communicate. Um, I think he'd gotten some good recommendations probably from, I don't know who the heck it was. I don't know if there was at least a couple of good recommendations from somebody in Iowa City. But I, I, I think he knew what I found out and one of the many things I learned from Hayden Fries. If a young man doesn't have all the things experience-wise that you're looking for, but he has those other intangibles, work ethic, loyalty, coachable, can communicate, can build relationships, um, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of passion and energy for life, could be a good recruiter, and a guy that might be a, a, a person on the rise, then maybe I'll embrace him, give him a chance, give him that opportunity, and that's what Hayden Fry did with me. Here they are needing the touchdown. I have to give him all the credit for, for getting my career launched, my personal career, among others. You know, I speak for many of the Hawkeye uh, football, you know, past. And he had a special way of making you feel good all the time, even in the tough games, even in the tough moments. After an interception for me, uh, he made you, he had a way of getting you back up and confident. And that, that feeling, uh, I can't, not every coach has that ability. Uh, and I've been around a bunch of them, but not every coach has that ability to make you feel confident and be positive, even in the negative situations. Hayden always was on the cutting edge, always was looking for the best people, regardless of race, creed, color. Uh, uh, and what he did at Iowa, really rebuilding that program from where it was to, quite frankly, national power, uh, to the point where you were able to attract young men like myself from, from states away who who may not have known about the University of Iowa and everything that Iowa has offered. Uh, it, it speaks very well of not only in him, but the university itself being a partner with Hayden to make the University of Iowa brand that much bigger and better. Hayden Fry in Texas is huge because he's known all throughout the state as a coach for his coaching style and winning, but he's also actually known for being a pretty good football player as well as from a high school football player playing quarterback. So his name rings a lot of bells. He's well-liked, he's well-respected amongst a lot of coaches from, from little league organizations all the way up through co um, professional ranks. So he's well-known and highly respected. The Coach Fry, there you go for the 100th win. Coach Brazier, can you come out here? And Coach Jackson and Coach Patterson? Yeah. Come out in the middle. Great. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Captains, all my teammates, coaches, and the teammates you had, or the players you had before us, I'd like to give you this trophy in commemorative of your 200 win. You deserve it. We're glad to be a part of it. Certain people that would lead you to believe that we hadn't done all that well against Minnesota. We, we were even with them, 7-7. And uh, some of you in here don't know too good of math, but I forgive you because you're not too damn smart anyway. <laughs> These kids are smart. They got the right date on there, November the 20th, for the 200 victory. I, I guess they'd probably cost them a little money if it hadn't happened that way, but they made it happen. And that's what sports is all about, taking the critics and the experts and all those people and tell them to shove it. We did this for the black and gold fans, the people that stayed with us. He's the kind of a guy who would like to give you the impression that he's going to do a lot of fancy things and he's going to fool you. But he really figures to get that football and run it right down your throat, you know. But he would always have two or three really trick plays, maybe something that you have never seen before. And we used to always spend some time, which I knew uh, made him happy, uh, trying to figure out, well, what do you think he's going to do this time, you know, and with a, with some sort of a fancy play, a double reverse or double reverse pass or some crazy thing that he would try. But basically his football was just real sound. 
He knew how to block, knew how to tackle. Um, he was hard to beat. He was just a very difficult coach to beat. And when you call the plays yourself, I think you retain that quality of what I refer to as gut feeling on the sideline. Uh, Paul Bryant was one of those kind of coaches where he'd have somebody on the sideline that he knew could do something that he wanted done at that particular point in the game to exercise opportunity, and yet he might not know that kid's name, but he knew what he could do. And I think Hayden um, has that quality about him, and it, it's, uh, believe it or not, it's a rare quality. He's a winner. He was a winner, and Iowans loved it. We, we like to win. I guess people everywhere like to win, but uh, he brought uh, winning football to Iowa, not only the university, but to the state of Iowa, and uh, we were thrilled with that. And uh, he conducted himself uh, in such a good manner. Uh, people fell in love with him. You make the right foot in, you put your right foot out, you put your right foot in, you shake it all about. You don't give up again, you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. You put your right foot out, you put your right foot in, and you shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. Put your right foot And there you go. That was um, well, that was quite a win for Iowa. But uh, yes, now, when you heard you're, at the end, when you hear the you know when they did were doing the hokey pokey, that's what they did on big wins. You know, you had a big win, yes. you did the hokey pokey in the locker room. Well, who's the Canadian that said? Just imagine if that's all what it's all about in life is the hokey pokey. And, <laughs> and, and that was the legendary Jim Rose on the call. No, that was le- Jim Zobble. Jim Zobble. Jim Zobble. Not Jim Rose. Jim Zobble. Jim Zobble. Now, now, Jim. And yeah. back in those days, we had three calls. You would have had Jim Zobble. You would have had. Bob Brooks and uh, Ron Gonder. Now, I do not have, I couldn't find the Ron Gonder or the Bob Brooks call of that. Otherwise, we'd have included them too, but I could not well, find that, them. So That but, was for one of the quietest times at, at Ohio State Stadium. I mean, you, you, yes, you, it you, was. Know, the, you know, the 100,000 people just sitting there in shock. You could tell. That was something. So I, think going, next, I was going update uh, Kansas City 10, Chicago nothing. All right. And, well, and, uh, so, and go ahead, John. Hayden Fry also, he was in the Texas high school, or in the Texas uh, Texas Sports Hall of Fame. He's in the coach in the College Hall of Fame. Uh, he won, When he won at SMU, they wanted to get back to that, and that's what later led to the whole Ron Meyer and Bobby Collins and the death penalty scandal because they won with Hayden Fry. Forrest Gregg was one of his big players at SMU. Okay, we went to Green Bay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we have a pioneer in uh, NASCAR who uh, we lost this week, Junior Johnson. He was 88 years old. He uh, he was his actual real name was Robert Glenn Johnson. He Junior. He was in. Uh, he was a NASCAR driver from '53 through '65. So he was back in the early days. Uh, yeah. He 46 pole positions, uh, 148 top tens, 50 wins, and he won the Daytona in 1960. And then he was an owner. And he had champions. He had, uh, let's see, find them here. And he had... uh 
Daytona, the, as an owner, he had Cal Yarborough as a champion in 76 through 78. And then Daryl Waltrip from 81, 81, 82, and 85. He made the Hall of Fame of, of uh, NASCAR in 2010. In 56, this is an interesting thing that David U.S. found for us. In 56, he was convicted of moonshining. Well, if you could drive a fast car, why shouldn't you be a moonshiner? Well, that's, that's how NASCAR guess. started. It was moonshining. That's, that's right. That's yep. right. Thunder Road, you know, and all that stuff. So he's moonshining. In, but the day after Christmas, 1226 of 86, Ronald Reagan pardoned, pardoned him uh, after 30 years. So they took that off his record, uh, you know, his, his moonshining. And he, uh, he, sold, he sold a legal moonshine later on. He ended up marketing a Junior Johnson moonshine, and there was a story that Daryl Walter, I uh, know, it was Cale Yarbrough, they told this uh, that his car needed some fuel, and they put the moonshine in there, and that helped him win one of his races. Okay, there you Daytona, go, whatever works. In Daytona, and All they right. did that. And, and he was one of the guys, he, he owned, and this couldn't be done today. He owns he owns three NASCAR teams at one time. Okay, three different teams. So, mm. so okay, and then we're going to go to some baseball here. We had a few uh, few signings and a few. Uh, we had a retirement first. Ian Kinsler, after 14 years, he ended up at 1,999 hits, and he's a good good ball player. You know, second baseman mostly for the Tigers and the Rangers, and uh, you know they were they were able to get out from under the uh, Prince Fielder contract. I think with him, they they, were, they made a trade on that one and uh, got Ian Kinsler and that was a better deal for the Tigers, that's for sure. And, and he'll uh, be working now in the San Diego Padres front office. Okay. Uh, John. Now, now this is in, in the department of everybody's got to have a job and play somewhere. Both Jonathan Scope, Jonathan Scope and, uh, uh, let's see, who's the other one? C.J. Crone. C.J. Crone, yes, went to the Tigers. I mean, you know, you're going to go and lose maybe 95. Maybe they'll improve this year. But, I mean, they are got to play somewhere. I think they're one-year contract. Uh, yeah, go. $6.1 million each. So. And Jonathan Scope is used to it. He was with Baltimore. So, uh, yep. you know, whatever. You know, it's not too different for him. Eric Kratt is now the new backup catcher for the Yankees. He signed uh, with them. Now, what, what happened to, uh, what's his name, Romine that was Austin there? Romine, uh, Austin he is Romine also is, with Detroit. He, he's also with Detroit. Okay, Austin. Uh, well, all right, whatever. That's what you want to but do. But I think he got a yeah. two-year deal, Chris. Uh, yeah. uh, well, that's great. Okay, yeah. but, uh, you know, Dallas Keiko signed with the White Sox. And, again, they're trying to put things together. They're, they go after a, a classy free agent. Uh, once in a while, uh, three years, fifty-five million, and if it's a club option for a fourth year, and if he takes it, it'll be four years at seventy-four million. That so is that's correct. Our, yeah, that's our, our it, baseball. And it sounds like Chris that the uh, the reason the Tigers are trying to sign some players, they have prospects on the way, but a, their attendance was way down, and apparently uh, Mike Illich's son said we need to win some, you know, we need to win some games to get this attendance up a little bit. So yeah, well, I don't know if that's going to really fool anybody or, you know, they're not exactly bringing in uh, Mookie Betts. So, uh, you know. Chris Chris is not Mike. I'll, I'll just say that as far as <laughs> you know, owning the Tigers or the Red Wings. So. Well, we'll see what happens. But we have some NHL death uh, to report. I don't think any, any uh, firings or anything uh, on the ice, but we had no. two, uh, three prominent NHLers uh, pass away this week. Uh, Scott Kleinendorf, he was 59 years old, played for uh, the Providence, uh, Providence College from 78 through 82, then the Rangers from 82 through 84, Hartford Whalers 84 through 88, 18 games between 88 and 90 for the uh, for the Washington Capitals, and he was he, he had a freak accident. He, he was 59 years old, injured in a workplace accident at a paper mill. He was ejected from some machinery he was operating, and that happened on uh, it was he died of head trauma. That happened on December 9th. The next guy, Bronco Horvat. Now I remember him as a kid with the Bruins. Uh, he was 89 years old. Uh, the Uke line, and the Uke line was Bronco Horvat entering Vic Stasiak and Johnny. Busick. And of course, people remember Johnny Busick from the Big Bad Bruins later on. He was with the Bruins for about 20, over 20 years, from 57 to about 77, 78, and on the Stanley Cup teams in 70 and 72. But Bronco and Vic were not around anymore. But Bronco was, uh, he, uh, that was the youth line. He, uh, he was, he, and in uh, 1960, and he was still with the Bruins, he just lost a scoring title by one uh, point to Bobby Hull of, of the Blackhawks. I sure didn't remember that. But he uh, was in the minors from 48 through 55. He was then 
ran with the Rangers from 55 through 57, came to the Bruins in 57 through 61, then with the Blackhawks, 61 and 62, then uh, the Rangers again, 62, 63, then uh, 10 games with Toronto in 63. Then he went to the Rochester Americans for a long time. And then this was back when the American Hockey League was a good league. It was probably as good, uh, actually, as the division that started out with St. Louis, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, all those guys, 67, 68, they maybe should have brought in some of the AHL teams, you know, it would have been about the same. So it was not bad hockey in the AHL in those days. 63 through 70, he played for the Rochester Americans, or the Amherst, as they are called sometimes. And he, uh, when Minnesota called him up, maybe some injuries in the 67, 68 season, and he played 14 games again back with Minnesota, 67, 68. And then the third one we want to mention is George Ferguson. He was only 67. He uh, played with Toronto from 72 through 78. He was a center. And then he played for Pittsburgh, 78 through 82. And then Minnesota again, 82 through 84. So uh, that was it for, for uh, the well, uh, one other One other hockey note I can mention, Taylor Hall of the New Jersey Devils was traded to the Arizona Coyotes for a bunch of draft places and, and minor leaguers and so on. Taylor Hall is going to be an unrestricted free agent on July 1st, and he made it very clear to Arizona that he was not going to talk contract extension, uh, and the, I guess the Devils were bugging him about that, so he requested a trade, and now he's a part of the Arizona Coyotes. Okay, and uh, Sean, why don't you comment a little bit on our Christmas Day schedule for the NBA, because I'm sure that's oh. got some good, good games in there. Oh, yeah. yeah, they have, well, they have some good games in one that's, uh, <laughs> but you got, let me see, Toronto-Boston, that's, yeah, that's okay. an early game, yep. and mm-hmm. then Milwaukee-Philadelphia could be a good game, then it is yeah, Milwaukee-Philadelphia, that's the next one, and uh, New Orleans at Golden State? No, no Houston, Houston. Houston at Golden State. Yeah. Houston at Golden State. Okay, well, that's and a good time Clip- to eat. You can have dinner around that time. Yeah. That's a good and time to eat. Clip- Clippers-Lakers, which could good be one. a good game, and then the yep. late game escapes me, Denver and... I, I, is it Denver or Portland? I can't remember who the fifth game is. Yeah, well, I don't have the fifth game in front well, of me. I sprung this yeah. on Sean. It's not Sean's fault. I didn't ask him. I told him ahead of time I was going to ask him this. So yeah, that's all right. I looked at it but, earlier today, but I think it is Denver Portland. But, yeah, Houston, yeah. Golden State, yeah, that one. But the other, the other, you got some playoff teams in there. I mean, yep. you know, Clippers, you got Lakers. Two of the two, could four be. of the top six in the East. You know, the way it's evolved in the East, you got Milwaukee as the clear number one. But you've got uh, Toronto, the Celtics, uh, Indiana, um, you know, um, uh, Philly. Miami and Philadelphia yeah. as the other day and then you know it's just a little snapshot but Sean Grandy mentioned at the end of the Celtics game Philadelphia was 20 and 10 and we're, we're 6 in the East now so that's yeah, like the no, old West you, you know the way the, well, the West used to be you know? the, the, and you got the, the, the Eastern Conference is a lot stronger this year yeah. so you know. yeah. and then you got the two like I said the LA teams playing each other uh, you know the Battle of LA LeBron versus Kawhi Houston should dominate Golden State and I think it is Denver now, now, now LeBron is not just, playing tonight so he no We'll see if he plays on he Wednesday. He will be playing Wednesday. Well, I think he's going to play Wednesday, I believe it. And those are all ABC, ESPN games, uh, the usual yeah. Christmas kickoff. So that, that's a kickoff. And you saw, of course, the other night what some people say could be a preview of the NBA Finals when Lakers and Milwaukee got an honor. I tell you what, if, tell you what if, we, if we get that in June, nobody will be disappointed. That was a hell of a no, game. No, they will not. But, I mean, we'll start talking more NBA as we really get into it. After the NFL season winds down. We yeah. do. We do have one one hand. So Jerry, why don't you give us a comment to wrap us up? Well, uh, you guys did ask about Shippensburg, uh, Pennsylvania. That is in, I believe, I believe that's South Central. That's like very near the Maryland border. Okay. Uh, like, oh, okay. So that's near that like near like Hagerstown and places like that. What do they ship out of there, Jerry? <laughs> I don't know. They ship anything. Okay. All right. Maybe not. Well, maybe they keep everything uh, there and never ship anything out. I don't know. It's kind of kind of that for the people there if they want to get Amazon and stuff, you know, but anyway. <laughs> well, I think we have yeah. covered our agenda. We did. I, I, so uh, we do We do want to take this time to wish uh, those who celebrate a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever yeah. you celebrate, whatever happy, you celebrate happy, happy, happy whatever to you. So, Sean, yeah. why don't you wrap up for us? And we'll, well be back next course. week again. Yeah, we will yeah, be here. We'll never be here. Here. We will be here. Next week, yep. we, will have, we will have the national championship set up. We will have a good idea on the playoff picture and and a little more other you know other stuff going on. Looking bowl, some of the big bowl games are starting to take place. But anyway, if you want to listen to us, if you want to let your family hear the 
this award-winning. I don't know what award, but, you know, Jeff Bennett wins awards, so, hey, we can win awards. Yeah, we can. We can. I mean, the stellar, if you want your family to sit around at Christmas and hear this podcast, you can download it at legendoldies.com. During during the Houston Golden State game, for example. Yeah, during the Houston Golden State game. Or if you get in a political fight, just put this on. You know, hey, if you get in a politics religious fight, do legendoldies.com or type in worldwide, all one word, space legend in your podcatcher and select Sports Lounge Live, and it will deliver it to you all the time. Or tell your smart device to play Worldwide Legend Podcasts and keep going next till you get Sports Lounge. Or dial your phone, 773-572-7715. You will listen to it sometime tomorrow morning, probably late tonight, tomorrow, probably up tomorrow morning. And if you have any feedback at all and you want to comment, uh, leave us a message, 800-693-0595. Hit option two, and we will play your feedback. We want to have some feedback, like, please. Well, no, sure. We're not begging, but we just love to ask. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah. Anyway, we'll we will back. see you next week. Uh, yep, Merry we Christmas, will. everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays.